you know what you know what matt you could contribute i you do have editor access <laughs> it's much more entertaining to criticize there happy i don't even know if that's the right score i think so <laughs> You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the 2M Football Show. With you here as always is co-host A, yours truly, Mike. Does that make me co-host B? Or is that like A, A, A.1, 1.0? Pick your favorite, pick your favorite letter. Uh, F. <laughs> <laughs> Fitting. Oh, F. Matt. Hey, Matt. Mike, how are you doing? How was how was your Thanksgiving? I'm doing great. Uh, Thanksgiving was very nice. Uh, tried to make it as typical as possible, despite the gathering being smaller than usual. We still had turkey, still watched two football games, not the three that are usually promised. Uh, oh, but don't, don't, don't get me irritated already. <laughs> You te- I, I'm pretty sure it's too late for that, given you texted me before we started that you're already pissed. <laughs> uh, the more and more I've started to read like and let information sink in, just the more aggravated I've become. So it's going to be an angry Matt episode, at least to kick it off. That's why they say ignorance is bliss. Um, but so, yeah, I feel like you've already teed it up. But how are you doing, Matt? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Like you said, smaller than usual Thanksgiving, but... Um, had all the trimmings and fixings, so ate uh-huh. just as much as always. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's it's weird because, you know, normally by this point we're recording. All the games are in the books, but uh, we still have one more football game to play that won't That's play right. until tomorrow. That's right. Yeah, usually we, uh, yeah, we, we are unable to do the full Week 12 recap this time because Week 12 is not finished. But technically, if you think about it, because it's Wednesday and they canceled Thursday, it's kind of like it falls. This The points and the, the records all go towards this week. But for our show-wise, it can be sort of moved to next week. Right, yeah. And we already did all the all the analysis, and I use that term loosely, that we were going to on the, the Pittsburgh and Baltimore game that is being played, as you said, tomorrow night or tonight, today, Wednesday, as this is being released. Uh, and yeah, we can touch on it again briefly. But uh, other than that game that still has yet to be played, what did you think about Week Twelve? Aggravating. Yeah, I, I think you want the, me to elaborate. <laughs> you don't have not if you don't want to. <laughs> it uh, was a super weird weekend, given all the. I mean, you had all the normal injury stuff that is typical of every week, especially by this time of the season. Everyone's a little bit banged up. Uh, and or recovering, included. it's like one or the other. Yeah, right. It's like, who's going to be out? Who's coming back? Are they 100%? Most likely not. <laughs> but then in addition to all that, you had um, the the COVID-19 side of things where you had a um, lot of players missed this past week for being infected themselves or being a close contact. Either way, landing themselves on the COVID reserve list and being ineligible to play. And uh, no team, which we'll get into it, but no team was affected more by this than the Denver Broncos. So just for all those reasons, it was a super weird week. But once the games kicked off, it felt pretty typical. It was a, another exciting Sunday uh, and Monday of NFL action. And we have, just from the games that were played and not affected by the stuff, we have a lot to talk about. It's going to be a beefy episode. So uh, settle in, grab some popcorn, and get ready. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've noticed our episode lengths creeping up. They started around like 50 minutes and the last couple have been over an hour. So we'll, for the sake of time. Uh, I was going to say continuity, own... it'll be over an hour, but that's fine. <laughs> I was going to say for the sake of uh, time and my own laziness, we'll keep the sleeper team recaps brief this week. Well, that <laughs> and maybe, maybe postpone our trip to the fantasy corner until next week. Uh, but regardless. Find these options, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. So let's do it. Week 12 recap minus Pittsburgh, Baltimore. So there were some pretty significant upsets in the league this week that uh, sort of messed with us in Pick'em, as usual. Uh, we're both sitting at 10 wins out of the 15 games that have been played in Pigskin Pick'em. Uh, so you continue to gain ground. on. Well, I, I guess if we tie, you don't gain any ground. But you know what I mean? You're, you're doing better. You, you broke the threshold of nine that you said you were stuck at last week. Yeah, I know. I was. I needed just one to get over it just because I was like, man, I cannot break this nine-game streak. Like, if I can get to ten, then we can tie it up, and thankfully that happened. Um, In terms of Eliminator, I, though. Sorry, well, go ahead. I don't even want to talk about Eliminator. I, have, I was on a hot streak, and now I've been on the opposite of hot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you took the Raiders over the Falcons, which I agreed with. Uh, well, and we'll talk about that game a little bit. But oh my gosh, they not only did they I lose could have that been game, more wrong. Like everyone laughed when I picked the Jets to win over New. What was it, New England, <clears throat> or something? <clears throat> that like game that. was close. Yeah, it was. It was. And everyone picked on me for that one. Looking at you, sore you. Um, <laughs> but it didn't feel as bad of a pick as like I felt so confident. I'm like Raiders Falcons, no big deal. And boy, I could not have been more wrong. Yeah, that was unfortunate, uh, and we'll talk about it in a second. And but uh, as for me, I, I hung on, hung on with another close call, taking the Browns over the Jaguars. That game was closer than I would have thought. When it comes to Eliminator, you like to pick like the closest possible matchups, and I think you do it to like torment yourself. I mean, they don't seem like they should be close on paper. I mean, I, I don't know. We've said over and over again that we don't think the Browns are that good of a football team, but I think I thought. They were uh, there was more of a gap between them and Jacksonville than what showed up on the field on Sunday. Uh, but speaking of the Raiders, let's get into our upsets. They were three point road favorites going into Atlanta, and they end up losing six to forty three, which was just mind blowing watching that game and, and watching the the way it played out. And well, uh, we knew the Falcons offense was a decent powerhouse. Matt Ryan yeah. is no slouch. So it was never the offense for Atlanta that we questioned. It was always the defense. And I was like, there's no way that that Atlanta secondary is going to stop Derek Carr and the offense and Josh Jacobson. Right. Well, guess what? They did not stop them. Well, yeah. So yeah, you mentioned that the Falcons actually didn't even have Julio Jones in this game. So it seemed like even more of a reason uh, to to maybe even doubt the offense more than you usually would. But uh, yeah, on the Raiders side, so maybe you can explain this to me, Matt, because it is just blowing my mind. A I week ago, the promises, but I'll try. A week ago, the Raiders almost beat the Chiefs. They were close to beating the Chiefs for the second time this season. They ended up losing that game uh, ultimately, but it looked very promising for this team who's sitting right at the edge of the playoff uh, bubble right now. But and then this week they come into Atlanta. They're favored on the road against a three and seven team that has the worst defense in the league, and they get completely blown out. How does this make sense? I think the only the only thing I can go back to is it's another one of those instances where a team walks in too confident. 
like everything was on the Raiders side uh-huh. and you know, I, once again, like, like with green Bay a couple of weeks ago where they almost lost uh, to Jacksonville. Um, right. These, these upsets, you could say, you know, Cowboys in Washington this week. Um, you just walk in a little too confident and you forget like teams that have kind of nothing to lose are the most dangerous teams. I also think that Matt Ryan deserves a lot more credit that offense put up a ton of points. And I just think, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, are the, are the Raiders as bad as we think? Because I really don't think they're as bad. I mean, Derek Carr's proven every criticism I've had of him wrong this year up until this point. Up until this point, yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that he he has played well lately, had a great game against Kansas City. In this game, though, he turned the ball over four times, three fumbles lost, and a pick six that he threw. So uh, you... The Atlanta front four is dangerous. It's the secondary everybody rips on, including myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this was just this insane. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing uh, as that game played out on Sunday. Uh, another one less surprising, uh, though, actually, that it was the same the same line. Uh, the Titans uh, traveled to Indy where the Colts were three point favorites. These teams came in with the same record, both seven and three uh, battle for the division lead there in the AFC South. And uh, the the Titans really blew the doors off this one. Forty five to twenty six was the final. And uh, I think I have more notes on this one below. But uh, Derrick Henry had one hundred fifty yards and three touchdowns on the ground by halftime, and this um, game was essentially over by then. And I'm going to I'm going to put it out there. Um, I did not pick up Derrick Henry with the fourth overall pick. Yeah, that would have been a good, 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 good one. Probably good move for you. Uh, maybe a little bit. Do you think anyone's willing to trade right now? Well, unfortunately, I think the deadline might be passed, but uh, oh, really? I think you'd have to give up naming rights to any future children to get Derrick Henry at this point. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> and our, our last upset here of the week was, unfortunately, uh, my sleeper team picked the Cardinals. Uh, lost to the Patriots 17-20, to 20, where they were actually road favorites too. Just a smaller margin. They were one-and-a-half point favorites. Uh, but they held the lead in that game and, and by all accounts should have won it, which I have more notes on in a second. But the, the Patriots took care of business ultimately and beat the Cardinals 20 to 17. So with that, let's get into our sleeper teams, uh, spending less time than usual on them. You're up first. So besides the fact that Washington absolutely blew Dallas out of the water, yeah. out of the stadium, disconnected the AT&T service that resides within their stadium, um, it was it was their run defense, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah, you don't have to my, tell I, me about that, uh, facing Antonio Gibson in fantasy. <laughs> I, uh, I put down for my note for the defense, I put run defense, non-existent. Yep. Um, they allowed a total of only 36 rushing attempts, but of those 36 rushing attempts, they went for a total of 182 yards. Um, yeah. And 20 of those rushes for 115 of those were all Antonio Gibson for three touchdowns. But what I really think was the biggest difference in this was the Washington defense had two defensive scores, mm-hmm. um, which you got to figure that alone is 14 points. Right. So that's pretty much the Cowboys total point in the offense in just the defensive side of Washington. So in this case, all sides of Washington showed up today. Um, And they played as a complete football team on the Dallas side. They only had 60 rushing yards, only 18 attempts total. 
They were outplayed time of possession. They only had carried the ball for 24 minutes and four seconds versus 35-56. Mm-hmm. Uh, only converted 13 first downs versus 22. So Washington had almost twice as many first downs uh, in the game. Dallas allowed four sacks, a fumble, and an interception. I mean, I think the Cowboys just – they weren't there. Um, I do yeah. question, despite McCarthy stands by it, the fake punt attempt. I give them A for creativity, um, a, about a C in execution because usually they, they don't work as well as you think they do. <laughs> I give yeah. a lot of credit to John Fossil. He is very creative. When he sure. was with the Rams, he was notorious for these. Um, but I give a D in almost – I give an F in logical choice because of field position and 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 uh, the yards to gain first down. Like it was just too far and it was at the wrong point of the field to try something like this. Against it – with your knowing that your defense isn't stopping this team. Um, so I, I don't understand that call. Yeah, it's, uh, it's too bad for Dallas. I mean, it's pretty much over. I mean, mathematically they have – they're still right in the thick of things, but uh, it's pretty disappointing here. I mean, we've, the defense has been a liability all season long, and uh, maybe it's a testament to Washington, but really expected more from this offense, even with Dalton uh, at the helm. He's back from injury now. He's still got still got all the weapons are there. You know, Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. I mean, you could argue the offensive Gallup, line isn't as shaky, but what I've begun to consistently notice is Tony Pollard is just looking a lot more efficient running the ball than Ezekiel Elliott. In this game, oh yeah, and Zeke Elliott, had another fumble, right? He's had like four or five this season, right? Yeah. And after the first two, he goes, "I'm not going to fumble the rest of the season." Clearly, you've got an issue, Zeke. But you know, he's in this game. He was averaging about 3.2 yards a carry. Pollard in all his rushing attempts has usually been way better than that. Um, I don't know if it's the way the offensive line is shaken up, that it just seems to lean towards more of Pollard's skill set. Is Zeke just not playing well because there's no Dak? Like, I can't explain why he's in this funk this year. And he's just not this explosive running back out of OSU that we that he was. Yeah, so Dallas 3-8, and eight, their last place in the division now. Uh, Washington is in a tie with New York Giants for first place at, at four and seven. <laughs> Eagles finally got dethroned as we as we predicted. Oh, and the um, Alex Smith redemption tour continues. <laughs> I know, right? I think I think if if I don't win anything else this year, I think I made the right selection for comeback player of the year. Absolutely. You know who's not winning coach of the year or assistant coach of the year? is anybody on the Broncos team. But you know what? <laughs> this game pisses me off, and I'll explain why. And it's for the same reason that a couple of Pittsburgh players, Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Clay, Claypool, it's Claypool yeah. um, tweeted out was, here again, the Ravens seem to be getting special treatment with games being postponed. The league's not coming down on them for these explosive COVID issues again. Denver has no offense. All three quarterbacks were declared high-risk exposures and ineligible, and they were like, well, you've got to play against one of the most prolific offenses and dangerous defenses in the league with no quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, this game to me does not count. I cannot hold anything against Denver for this game. I oh, mean, no, you as- can't. I mean, the circumstances they had to play under, they, they literally had no chance. I mean, they even asked, they're like, hey, can we get one of our coaches to play? And the league was like, 
No. Yeah. So they pick an undrafted wide receiver rookie off the practice squad, and they're like, guess what? Here's a football. You better throw it to the people in orange. Right, right, because all this news broke on Saturday, you know, like 24 hours before the kickoff. Like, you cannot put a team more up against the wall than what it is. So I can't even, you know, break down the analysis of this game because, to me, this game does not matter. I don't care that it's a Saints victory. I don't care that it's a Denver loss. I mean, you could have put any quarterback out there for the Saints and they would have beaten the Broncos just because, you know, the defense is like, oh, field day. And you're putting this rookie rookie wide receiver out there, and you're like, just throw the ball to the players in orange. Go. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Kendall Hinton. He did he did what he could. He completed a pass, which I give uh, him a ton of shout out. Like, yeah, can you imagine that like response? Like, you're just on the practice squad, and the coach comes over there and be like, um, we need you in. Like, hey, we're we're calling you up this weekend. Oh, great. At receiver, no No. quarterback. Um, yeah, pretty unbelievable position he was put in. So you couldn't so, really have asked I mean, anything more of him or the team. No, I feel I feel horrible. It, I'm really upset that like this happened. Like this game should have been postponed due to the odds that they put Denver in. Like it was just not fair. So I kind of echo the sentiment of the anger that like Pittsburgh players have had about you know Pittsburgh's been screwed over twice now. They were supposed to play in Thanksgiving. They lost their bye week due to this. Right. Um, and here is another instance where a team kind of gets the short end of the stick. Um, so, yeah, I didn't even bother analyzing the game because there is just – it didn't exist in my mind. Yep, and I'm not going to uh, say anything about Taysom Hill this week. I mean, I'd love to, but <laughs> – that, that wasn't the highlight here, yeah. Right. So, Denver, I'm still with you. I believe in you, and I'm sorry for these circumstances. But I do not put this loss on you at all. And it sounds like uh, everyone should be back next week since I don't believe any of them uh, got COVID themselves. It was just high risk and close contact. Yeah, so cr- as, congratulations, Denver. You all get to come back and face Kansas City. So yeah. <laughs> that's really, you know, but you never know. They could come back and they could be like, you know what? Screw these people. Hey, I mean, uh, the Chargers almost. They, they were only lost by three to Kansas City earlier, so anything's possible. And hey, speaking of the Chargers. Uh, you did that purposely. <laughs> moving over to my sleeper teams. I don't have a ton of notes here because there's not a whole lot to say. Because they I suck. Mean, I mean, they, they lose every week. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, Chargers traveled to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, they got some good news injury-wise with Austin Eckler coming back uh, from that yeah, hamstring injury. Dynasty. And he, yeah, yeah, and he was awesome. He, uh, he had 11 catches in this game, and I'm pretty sure over 100 total yards. It was just a huge part of the offense, so it was great to get him back. Uh, that being said, though, the Chargers still were only able to muster 17 points, and uh, which was not enough to win. <laughs> the Bills, <laughs> the Bills won the game 27-17, uh, despite a sloppy game from their offense. The, the Chargers' defense played pretty well here. They forced three turnovers. I want to give uh, two, a shout out to Joey Bosa for giving us yeah. two and a half points. I don't know what he did. I mean, he, seven he tackles, a, one assisted tackle, three sacks, a pass defended, and a fumble recovery. Yeah, that's a you're welcome. Productive. It's a good day at the office. Thanks for doing our homework for me. <laughs> um, I also want to take full credit for arguing with you almost 
roundly when we had a draft to get a good defensive end. Thank you, Matt. That's all I wanted to hear, Mike. And so, yeah, Chargers uh, couldn't get it done in the end, uh, despite another productive game from Justin Herbert. He had uh, 300 yards passing, one interception, though. So, yeah, Chargers fall to 3-9. and nine. And I don't have that many notes because they honestly are not one of the major storylines of the week anymore. Uh, the, the Cardinals, however, are still in the playoff mix. And they traveled to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Tom Brady and the Patriots. Wait a second. Wait, what year is it? <laughs> uh, and a lot of lot was discussed about Kyler Murray after his uh, he injured his shoulder on the first drive against Seattle a week ago, or a week and a half. Was that Thursday night? And he actually wasn't even listed on the final injury report, though it was um, revealed that he had a sprained AC joint in his in his throwing shoulder. This game was a defensive battle, though, and the the Cardinals' defense played pretty well. They held Cam Newton to just 84 passing yards. Uh, they picked him off twice, and they they also held him under 50 yards on the ground. So they had a had a nice game containing this Patriots offense. And you know, more often than not, if you if I told you the Cardinals held their opponent to 20 points, I I would think that they would win most of those games just based on how explosive their offense is. But the offense was contained in this game too. Uh, and that's sort of what the the Patriots have been able to hang their hat on for Despite most the of the fact season. There's no injury designation still with Kyler. Do you think it's affecting him? I I have to think it was, yeah, because once again his production um, on the ground was limited. Uh, he only ran. He only had five rushing attempts here for 31 yards. Whereas prior to the Seattle game, uh, he was averaging almost 70 yards on the ground per game. Uh, and, and through the air, he was pretty efficient, 23 out of 34, just 170 yards, though. No, no big plays, really. Uh, and no touchdowns, just one interception. So the, the Patriots did a good job shutting down DeAndre Hopkins, only had 55 receiving yards. And uh, nobody else was really able to step up. What we've seen in the past is... If Hopkins gets shut down, then, you know, Christian Kirk will have a big game. But, no, he only had 19 receiving yards here, too. Uh, so it was a tough uh, tough game for this Cardinals offense. However, they still had a chance, though, at the very end because of how well their defense played. They were attempting – Zane Gonzalez was attempting a 46-yard field goal. At this point, the game was 17-17. to 17, uh, With under two minutes to go, that would have given them a lead in the final two minutes, but he, he missed it. And then uh, the Patriots – since it was a longer field goal attempt, Patriots took over with pretty good field position. Uh, and they were helped by an unnecessary roughness penalty called on, on rookie Isaiah Simmons. Really unnecessary. Newton was scrambling, and right at the end of the run, he was running out of bounds, and, and Simmons popped him anyway. Uh, and So then gave him another 15 yards. So ultimately, the Patriots took it on a last-second game-winning kick. Cardinals fall to 6-5, and five, now third in their division. Uh, but still, still right in the mix, though. Anyone, anyone hovering around 500 right now still has uh, a fighting chance. But there, this has been several games now that the Cardinals should have won and they've lost, and and those are adding up. I feel like you picked the teams this year that um, lose games they should win. They they find defeat in the jaws of victory. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's why they were. Uh, sleepers, I guess. Both my picks were five and eleven last year, and and 
you know, if you win the games you should win, you don't finish the season five and eleven. <laughs> but they're both um, on track just, for mediocre. I just want to point out that um, if everyone goes way back to like one of our first episodes when we announced them, I kind of handily dashed Mike with uh, chewing apart the uh, the Cardinals as a, as a playoff contender. And uh, I don't want to say I told you so just yet because they're in they're still in contention, but the way things are going. It doesn't seem like this team is quite ready yet for that that limelight as we as it looked like at the beginning of the year. We'll see. Like you said, yeah, couple five five weeks to go. Yeah, five five more games. So yeah, we'll we'll see. But you're right; they're definitely making some, you know, rookie mistakes and, and teams mistakes that experienced teams don't make. So another zero and four week for our sleepers. <laughs> And we move on to the other top stories of the week, week 12. Uh, So the other Thanksgiving game, uh, you already touched on, Washington-Dallas. The other game that was played on Thanksgiving Day was the Texans traveling to Detroit, taking on the Lions. Uh, Texans won this game handily. Uh, But the bigger news that came out the the following Saturday, or two days later, was that uh, the, the Lions decided to part ways with Matt Patricia and the general manager, Bob Quinn, they were both fired on Saturday. Finally, you know, as we've been, I mean, I say finally, I didn't realize he's only been there since 2018. It feels like a lot longer. Because they, they've been garbage under him. Yeah. <laughs> under Patricia, the Lions have, were just 13 and 29 and one over there since 2018 when he took the reins. So for now, uh, offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel will be calling the shots for the remainder of the season. I kind of feel bad when like these interim head coaches take in because I know they're told like, "Don't worry, just finish out the season." But at the same time, it's like an interview, right? So it's like, granted, maybe the Lions aren't going to promote Daryl Bevel to head coach, but like anyone who's looking for a head coach, which right now is Atlanta and Houston, and I'm still arguing the Jets. Oh, they will. Yeah, it's just a matter of time, I still believe. But um, go on. Like, it's kind of like they're all going to, like, everyone's eyes turn to these interim coaches and they're like, all right, let's see what you can do. Like, yeah, and it's, it's tough, too, because they're like, here's this crappy team that just got their the old coach fired. <laughs> what can you do with this, with this hot yeah. pile of garbage? <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, how many times, you know, an uh, interim coach gets promoted, a new coach comes in and guts the entire team? True. Like Daryl yeah. Bevel could go on a win streak for the rest of the year. They hire, uh, I have on my list actually Todd Bowles or Eric Bellamy. Uh huh. And then oh, they yeah, get yeah. rid of him. Yeah. Right. Because most, like you said, most head coaches come in and they want to replace everyone with, with their guys or guys that fit into their system. Um, the only one that made sense that they didn't was in Dallas. Mike McCarthy kept Kellen Moore, uh, which I approve of. Mm hmm despite the fact that Dallas is struggling. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I would never want to be in that position where you're named the interim head coach and you're like, well, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so just a couple more notes that I thought was funny on the Lions. Uh, they haven't won the division in 26 years, and they haven't won a playoff game since before I was born. Uh, it, was two, it was 1991 when they I was last born. won a playoff game. Actually, no. Well, that was the year I was born, but... That's why I didn't want to include it because I wasn't sure about that if it was like the beginning of the year or the end of the year that they won this game. I didn't look at the date, so I don't know. 
since they last won a playoff game, were those start in December? Okay, so it was probably before you were born too then. <laughs> right, it would have been like January. Like I was like a month and a half of being born. <laughs> so what you're trying to say is I was born and the Lions have never won a playoff game. Yeah, I, that's that's I about it. Yep. really don't like your implications here. Anyway, so yeah, Lions are moving on. So we'll see if they get that uh, one game bump. I think we've seen with both of the other head coach firings, the team did win the next week. You want to so. know what's hilarious? I actually picked them in. Um, nice. Did you? Really, I love it. <laughs> I did because of that one fact of every team that's fired their head coach this year, the next game they've gone on to win. Well, they're and also I playing know. the Bears, so that helps. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, so yeah, some other, so there's one other notable firing over the weekend was that the Jaguars fired their general manager, Dave Caldwell. I think he had been there for eight seasons, but that team has not been competitive in, in, a, in a minute. Since what, 2017 when they went to the AFC championship and then it's been all downhill. Yep. Blake Bortles forever. You know me. Uh, yeah. So then other than that, a couple of the other games that had, uh, notable happenings. <laughs> the Giants beat the Bengals, which was not unexpected given that the Bengals uh, had turned to... Who was their starting quarterback? I forget. Burrow's out, though, so it was some some guy, and so the Giants some won. Dude. But some dude. Giants win. They're 4-7, and seven, tied for first place with Washington. Brandon but they did Allen. lose... Brandon Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they did lose Jan- Daniel Jones, quarterback, to a hamstring injury. Oh, so we're miss- you, you reminded me that Daniel Jones was the quarterback. <laughs> I mean, the, the way he's played this season, you would be forgiven for forgetting who he is. <laughs> but uh, he's still the starter, and he, he might miss time. Last I heard was that they are optimistic. He has a chance this week, but we'll see. If not, uh, we're going to see Colt McCoy. Oh, man, how exciting. Former Washington football team quarterback. Let's see. Elsewhere, the Dolphins beat the Jets 20 to 3. We got to see more Fitzmagic due to okay. uh, a tackle by Lowe missing this game. Jets. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's not, I'm not saying. Ironically, one impressive, of the teams that, uh, <laughs> that uh, what's his name played for? Fitz McCoy? Played for. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's played for most of them at this point. Oh, well, you forgot game. to mention a cool fact about the um, about the uh, Saints beating the Broncos. Oh yeah, yeah, go for it. So Mike decided to uh, send me this cool fun fact that as of Sean Payton beating the Broncos, Sean Payton is one of what five head coaches or seven head coaches that have beaten all thirty-one other teams. Um. And then you made the funny joke that I found really funny that now all he has to do is switch to another team and beat the Saints and he'll have beaten every team in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that came immediately to my mind because I remember seeing that same stat for Brett Favre when he finally left Green Bay, he had beaten all the other teams. And then when he when he played Green Bay as a Viking and beat them, then he finally completed the 32. He had beaten every team at that point. And I'm like, oh, okay, Peyton should go for that too. <laughs> No, we're never going to see him leave there. But anyway, continue. Uh, so, yeah, we already touched on Titans beat the Colts. They they take first place now in the division. 
uh, at eight and three. Colts fall to seven and four. I was really disappointed in this game by the well, partially because I picked the Colts to win and I picked them to win the division preseason. But but really, just this I defense. The Titans to win. Didn't you say you were going to get aggravated? I, if I, I am aggravated because yeah, because two weeks ago these teams played, and the Colts won, right? Right. I had picked the Colts to win. You had picked, and, the and I picked Tennessee. And this, and, but now flipped. you switched for some reason. We flipped, and you were still right, and I was wrong again. <laughs> so of this matchup, I've swept you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But but yeah, I was disappointed, a little disappointed in the Colts defense here. Right? Like this was insane. Yeah, like I mentioned, Henry had 150 rushing yards and three touchdowns at the half. At halftime, it was 35 to 14, already pretty much over. Uh, like you could have sat Tannehill and Henry and been like totally fine. Right. That, that I mean, the Titans didn't do anything in the second half except AJ Brown hilariously returned an onside kick for a touchdown. Did you see this? No, I missed that. It was one of those where uh, I mean, it was already out of... Well, I guess at that point, the Colts were within 12. So it was sort of close again, I guess. It was 28 to 30, 30... Sorry, 26 to 38. Colts had just scored and were going for an onside kick. And it was one where he you know, p- kind of popped it up in the air, hoping one of his guys would go catch it. But no, A.J. Brown jumped up and caught it. And no one touched him. And he just ran into the end zone 40 yards. He just kind of stared at him like, oh, the football. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really funny. Uh, and that just extended the lead, and the game was already over, though. So, yeah, disappointing effort by the Colts here, although they were without Jonathan Taylor. Uh, moving on to a game that this is the one that was on for me at, at uh, where we're located. This was one of the broadcast noon games, the Panthers and Vikings, and uh, ended up being a really, really, uh, really fun game here. So, first of all, it was Teddy Bridgewater's first game against the Vikings since he was with the team, suffered that catastrophic knee injury, and then was released eventually and is finally in his first full-time starting gig since then in Carolina. So there was that aspect of it. The Vikings were without Adam Thielen. He was one of the players that were uh, put on the COVID reserve list and was not eligible to play this game. I think we both picked the Vikings, and that was looking pretty good. They took a 10-7 to lead at halftime, and it uh, looks like I was a little premature in my note here. But coming out of halftime... <laughs> this, they, something happened that I'd never seen before. On consecutive plays, uh, offensive plays, the Vikings fumbled. It was picked up by Carolina and returned for a touchdown. Two plays in a row. First, it was Kirk Cousins who got sacked and fumbled. They ran it in. And then on the very next drive, first handoff to Dalvin Cook, he fumbled. And it was also returned for a touchdown. And the, the funny thing was that it was the same guy, uh, Panthers safety Jeremy Chin, I believe is his name, who picked up both the balls and, and, and returned them for touchdowns. So uh, that was 14 free points for the Panthers, essentially. And, and I thought the game was over at this point, but the Vikings were able to kind of claw their way back into it and and uh, get within three. And then I thought they lost it again because they were receiving a punt, uh, but receiver kick returner Chad Beebe muffed the punt. He called for a fair catch, then it essentially bounced off his chest and face mask, and the Panthers recovered deep in Minnesota territory. But the defense was able to hold to a field goal, keep some time on the clock. So they were down 27-21 at that point, the Vikings were. It got, they got the ball back one more time, and then Chad, Chad Beebe immediately redeemed himself by catching the game-tying touchdown on their next he drive. He pulled reverse uh, MVS. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they kicked the extra point that put him ahead. And 
But even after that, the game wasn't over because the Panthers then <laughs> had time on the clock, drove down the field, and attempted that never ends. <laughs> right? Some say it's uh, still going on to this day. But Joey Sly missed the game-winning field goal attempt from 54 yards out. So the Vikings did hold on to the win by one point, 28 to 27. And I know that was a lot to ask from from Sly. You know, a 54-yarder is no is no freebie for sure. But between that. And a couple of weeks ago against the Chiefs, he attempted like a 60-yarder. That would have been a game winner that he also missed. Again, not blaming him because these are long kicks. But You can't even guarantee extra points anymore. Right. Yeah, that's so true. But uh, the, the Panthers, I think... Oh, yeah. But the point is, I was trying to make, is the Panthers are right there. Like They're a more competitive team than I would have thought, even without Christian McCaffrey, who's still out in this game. Well, Mike Davis has been a beast in his absence. So that is true. This there's is nothing true. better than knowing like your backup running back is almost as good as your starter. <laughs> yeah, he's he's certainly produced that way. Yeah. So yeah, that was ended up being a really fun game to watch. Vikings are still alive in the playoff hunt. I think they're tied with the Bears at five and six for second in the NFC North. Moving on, the the 49ers and Rams got together for an NFC West clash. Uh, 49ers have been banged up for so much of the season, but they got a couple guys back in this game that made immediate impacts. Uh, Raheem Mostert and Richard Sherman. I'm not sure why the word Harris is randomly. Richard Harris Sherman back. <laughs> Mike. Maybe his middle name is Harris. I don't I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I'm going to Google why you can this now. I've really. Man, if that's his name, I'm going to be really impressed and scared. But both these guys made impacts right away. Mostert scored a touchdown early on their first drive, and then Sherman picked off Jared Goff in the first quarter. So it's Richard Kevin Sherman. So I have Darn no it. idea where Harris came from. <laughs> I um, literally don't know what that is. Well. Anyway, uh, and that wasn't Goff's only pick. He also threw a pick six uh, later on in the game or in the second quarter that gave the Niners a fourteen to three lead, and, and things looked a little dicey for the Rams here, and they ultimately tied it at 20 but uh, the 49ers were able to take the victory on a 42 yard game winning field goal by Robbie Gould who we are from, well very familiar with uh, in Chicago here but the Niners complete the season sweep now of the Rams and this is actually the Rams first home loss since they got their new stadium the 49ers are 5 and 6 now only one game behind um Arizona so they they're they're right there too. I I think we had kind of left them for dead when the, because of all the injuries, but guys are coming back now. Nick Mullins is doing well enough. The way that team is built, they don't need a rock star quarterback, you know, with that defense is healthy and looking better and the running game is, right. is also getting healthier. They have the supporting healthier. cast to really make and, and they got Kyle Shanahan, so Exactly. Yeah, he knows how to run an offense so uh, around the quarterback. I feel like it's like the Saints kind of situation. Your your coaching and your supporting cast is so good it can make no matter who's in there or what happens, you're you're not kind of left for dead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, couple more. Couple more here. This week there were just so many good games this weekend. Uh the Chiefs played the Bucks in a really exciting matchup between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. A clash of Titans if there ever was. And uh, although, and yeah, so that's the matchup we're all looking forward to. The the first quarter, though, was dominated by Mahomes and and Hill, um, Tyreek Hill. That is not Taysom. That's the only name I can think of now. He's living rent free <laughs> in my head all the time. 
<laughs> in the first quarter yeah, alone. You're welcome for that now. In the yeah. In the first quarter alone, uh Mahomes targeted Hill seven times. He caught all of them for 203 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. Yeah, I tell you, Reek Hill, we know is a beast, but like, man, this this Tampa Bay defense that we thought was so good, it's like it in the first half, it just like gave up. Yeah. Well, I was listening to some other podcasts that I won't name drop that were talking about a breakdown of this game a little bit. And and what the Bucs tried to do in the first quarter and the first, most of the first half was they tried to play man coverage on Hill with Carlton Davis, their, their top cornerback who is having a nice season, but he was absolutely owned by Hill. Yeah. (laughs) Just over and over again, burned. Well, I think you realize like everyone's like, Oh, we know he was fast. It's like, no, you don't understand. He's fast. And they're like, yeah, we know. And you're like, no, he's fast. And, of course, you know, corners always have to talk trash, too. And, like, well, I can cover him. It's like, <laughs> no, he's fast. Right. Yeah, and he was just unstoppable. I just unstoppable. don't understand why it took almost two quarters for them to make that adjustment. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I mean, it happens once. It's like, oh, he beat me that time, coach. It won't happen again. Then, you know, once it happens twice, then, then it's like that's when you adjust. But I think – I think he'll ended up with three touchdowns in the game. Yep. Um, 13 of 15 for 269 and three touchdowns. That's crazy. <laughs> Averaging 20.7 yards per catch. Right. And they were, they were these long bombs that he's known for. Uh, the anyway, so one was a 75 yarder. So amazing. Uh, Mahomes is Mahomes has to be like the most fun player to watch. I know he became kind of the boring pick for MVP, but I'm going to go back to my picking him, and I feel pretty good about that. But anyway, just after this first quarter, uh, Chiefs were up 17 to nothing. The Buccaneers only had one first down, three straight three and outs in the quarter. And in the second quarter, the Chiefs got in the red zone again, and they were on the verge. If they had scored again, if they had scored another touchdown to go up 24, I, I'd say the game would have been over right there. But Shaq Barrett had something to say about that. He stripped Zach Mahomes... <laughs> Uh, Bucks recovered. That was kind of the big play they needed. I think that really sparked the, the team. And then the offense went on an 86-yard touchdown march uh, to make it a game again. And the Buccaneers really did come back in the second half, especially with a pair of touchdown passes from Brady to Mike Evans. Much to my chagrin, playing against him in fantasy. <laughs> in the second touchdown he scored made it 27-24 uh, with the Chiefs still in the lead. So this was a, this became a good game. Uh, but the Chiefs were able to close it out on offense. They had a really, what I thought was a really gutsy play call on a third and seven. Uh, within two minutes, Bucks were out of timeouts, so this ended it. This would have ended it if they uh, completed the first down. But if they hadn't gotten it, it would have left a lot of time and uh, given the given Brady one more chance, which you never want to do. <laughs> yeah, right, no matter what team he's on. Yeah, yeah, no matter how old he is, what team he's on. How badly he's played most of the game. It, you don't want to give him that chance. It, ultimately, though, it worked out. But Andy Reid trusted his quarterback, Mahomes, who delivered with one more final completion to who else? Tyreek Hill <laughs> that sealed the, right. the victory. So this game did live up to its billing, ultimately, even though it looked like they were going to get blown out of the water, uh, the Buccaneers. Well, Brady's two picks in this game, too, just seem kind of uncharacteristic, too. But, again, yeah, we all go back to saying, you know, he's in a new offense. There's still a lot of learning to be done. But I wouldn't count the Bucks out just yet. They are 7-5. and 7-5, and five, but they get a bye this week. 
uh, figure some things out maybe. And, and yeah, Andy Reed to smack or not, um, not Andy Reed, Bruce Arians to smack him around a little bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was a good game. And then that brings us to the primetime games on Sunday and Monday night, Sunday night, Bears Packers. I don't care about Monday night. Sunday night was, was what I wanted, <laughs> despite the I, fact this was almost a two to one game. I was going to say, I didn't, I don't even care to recap Sunday night because this game was over after the first quarter, but <laughs> with uh, Nick Foles still out injured, the Bears turned back to Mitch Trubisky. And I'd say it was a mixed bag from him as always. He he did make some good throws, made some plays with his legs that we know Foles is not capable of. I just want to point out that on, I think it was their first possessional drive down into the back. They got all the way down into the red zone. And I think it was three attempts to to pass it into the end zone. And two of the three were all drops by his targets. Yeah, definitely. I noticed that. My biggest criticism of this team isn't the quarterback play. It's the fact that these these quote-unquote receivers or anyone who is catching the ball, albeit tight end or not, cannot catch. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, they- it aggravated me to watch because I was like, oh, there's a score. And it was like, no, he dropped it or he didn't maintain possession. Or it's like he he almost got his toe down, but they didn't have like backline awareness. Like Trubitsky made some good throws and showed like he adds another dimension to this offense. But when people can't catch what you're throwing to them, you could be Tom Brady and not get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I think we expect, we didn't expect too much from the Bears offense, but it was more disappointing to me uh, just watching this game, not, not disappointing as a Packer fan, of course, but just from watching the game, you know, wanting it to be competitive, the Bears defense really disappointed here. The Packers scored on every offensive possession in the first half, plus a defensive scoop and score off of a Trubisky fumble, and it was 27-10 to 10 at halftime. Which, by the way, came off of a botched handoff from the running back. Oh, okay, yeah, I must have missed the beginning of that play. Well, that's yeah. the also, I texted you that there's also a missed a face, face mask call, call, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's what led to it is the first hand that – got him like grazed his face mask but there was no grab but right at the end there was a second hand that came yeah. in and grabbed the face mask and that's just at the same time that Trubitsky lost the football so if they had caught that there would have been no fumble uh that's true yeah that that would have been a big swing actually because yeah it would have obviously taken those seven points off the board for Green Bay and given the Bears 15 yards of field position um, um but say what you will about the the Packers and and refs <laughs> we we know the pain seattle well that and uh, yeah a lot of people say the packers get get a lot of calls that they shouldn't too <laughs> they were it goes both ways um and they were in the third quarter they added two more touchdowns you go up 41 to 10 before the bears scored a few late touchdowns that that made it look a little bit more respectable but the game wasn't even as close as it sounds at 41 to 25 no, but the um, commentary for this game made sense. You know the game's gone. You know the game's out of reach, but you don't just uh-huh. lay down and, you know, accept your fate. You you go out there and you show you show something. And I think at the very least, the Bears just didn't roll over and die. They just <laughs> – Sure. They, they, you, you know the game was out. Like, they had every chance just to keep handing the ball off to David Montgomery and call it a day. Like, we're not going to win. But, no, Trubisky continued to try to move the football. Like, yeah. I don't know. I got to give him credit. I just think that this Bears offense was lacking dimension that Foles doesn't give him. Yeah, I 
I'd see no reason for them to go back to Foles, even if he once he's healthy. Um, like Foles doesn't. I help do want to point out and chastise Bear fans though, and say you have no <laughs> right to complain about Mitchell Trubisky's play this game due to the fact that again you benched this guy when you had a winning record for a quarterback that put you in this position. So Bears fans, you just zip it. Uh, so yeah, Packers improved eight and three. Oh, They've got a three game. You're not going to get involved with this, Mike. No, I'm going to leave this to you and the Bears fans. I'll take uh, the, the Bears lose their fifth straight. They fall to five and six and now third place in the division uh, since they lose the division record tiebreaker with Minnesota. And yeah, last game of the week, Seahawks, Eagles on Monday Night Football, or sorry, not last game since we still have one to play. Second to last game. Seahawks, I'll be honest, Eagles. I did not watch the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say here except that Wentz, Wentz looks so bad. It's baffling. He missed open receivers uh, as a well, Dallas Goddard manager now. So bizarre because the Seahawks couldn't do anything and the the Eagles couldn't do anything. And I was like, what happened? Well, the Seahawks moved the ball. They just got stopped on fourth down a couple times. That which otherwise this would have looked you know more lopsided than the twenty three to seventeen final that it was. Uh, but yeah, Wentz started zero for five. And I'll say it was a mix of dropped passes by his receivers and just misfires on his part. Uh, I was watching anxiously this game for for fantasy purposes uh, as a Carson Wentz uh, rosterer, <laughs> and he just he just looked bad. He he looked to me, and maybe this makes sense because of all the injuries, but he looks like he's playing with receivers that he's never played with before. You know, he was Wentz overthrowing. He was overthrowing guys. The timing was off. He missed uh, Goddard twice on deep routes where he was open. He had his defender beat, but Wentz underthrew him. And it's like, I know, you, I know you're throwing to a tight end, so he's not the fastest guy, but you got to put some air under it, let him run under it. And, and both were incomplete for that reason. They were underthrown. And yeah, I think he's just bad. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Maybe the good season that he had was the outlier. Maybe this is who Carson Wentz is, but... I mean, I made this call back when Andrew Luck and RG3 made came in the league together, and I'll say the same thing, Do when Dak and Carson Wentz came in the league, Dak is going to have the better career, and already has, technically. Well, Wentz has a Super Bowl ring. Okay, he was on the team that won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Foles won the Super Bowl. Don't don't try I'm to make so, that card. I'm he has a saying, ring. Does Dak have a ring? Uh, they had a pretty good chance. Until he decided that he does, wanted does to he him. does he does Dak have a ring? I mean, he's probably got several. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. Dak was off to an amazing start this season. Uh, I don't know what the Eagles need to do. Miles Sanders was back, but they barely used him. Uh, yeah, see, Eagles are bad, and they are finally dethroned in the NFC East. They're half a game now behind Washington and the Giants. Amazing! It took this long. I know, right? Uh, all right. And like we said, we, there's still one game to play Wednesday night. Uh, Ravens Steelers, we've both picked the Steelers to win this game, especially since Lamar Jackson is not going to be eligible due to the COVID reserve list. I have RG3 that I picked up for fantasy. I saw that. I saw, you know, I'm excited. I was always a big RG3 fan when he was, I guess, the, the was it just one good year that he had before injuries? But uh, he's like fun one to and watch a half. play. Yeah, he he was really fun to watch play. That that one one and a half years. 
All right, so moving on to the week 13 preview. We have our final buys. Uh, The Buccaneers and Panthers have the week off, and that's it. We'll have full weeks of football from here on out, or from week 14 on out. So much to watch. I know. And week, uh, there's no Thursday night game this week. It was supposed to be the Ravens. I mean, it's close enough to a Thursday night. It's Wednesday. I know. Yeah, right. Right. Um, So, yeah. So instead of Thursday night football, we have Wednesday night football this week. That's fine. So moving right into the Sunday games, uh, starting with the Browns at Titans. Both of these teams are eight and three. What? I think Miles Garrett should be back. He's missed the last couple of games. Uh, Been on the COVID reserve list. But the Titans have just looked so good lately, and I'm not a believer in – I'm not buying what the Browns are selling. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Titans. I have Tennessee as well. Raiders at Jets. Raiders 6-5 and five now. Jets 0-11, creeping closer and closer to uh, completing the, the, season, the, on the winless season. I would have said this was a slam dunk for the Raiders before what just happened to them in Atlanta, but Jets are not Atlanta even. They're on a completely different tier of horribleness, so I'm I'm still taking the Raiders. The Jets have only one opportunity to like win, go 1 in 15 and that's their last game against New England. Um after the Raiders, the Jets play the Seahawks, the Rams, the Browns and then end with New England. Like I don't think the Jets are going to beat the Seahawks or the Rams. Uh, the Browns, I give more credit than they're due, but not so much credit that I'm going to say they're good. Yeah. Yeah. And New England's really the only iffy team on this roster. So I have to go. I still have to go with the Raiders. Cool. Agreed. One in 10 Jaguars taking on the five and six Vikings. Uh, Jaguars have been scrappy. You know, James Robinson, their running back, I never heard of before this season, but he really looks like the real deal. Uh, and I think this is a couple weeks in a row that the Jaguars have played tougher than we thought they would. Like you mentioned against Green Bay, that was a three-point game. Uh, well, they only lost by two to the Browns this past week. I and mean, the they, Vi- have, they have a 28th-ranked offense and a 30th-ranked defense. Um, and little little preview surprise, um, for those who don't know, we post, I don't know what you want to call it, not stories, but like analysis. Articles? what articles yeah that's it articles um on the website medium under the 2m football um i did one on the jets and actually this week i have the jacksonville jaguars which will be released on thursday so if you go to to medium.com and search 2m football show you'll see those things nice Um, but really the problem has been for this team is their their tackles um they are allowing way too many pressures on the quarterbacks. They've allowed 27 sacks as of uh, uh, the 26th of November, which is 30 too many. Actually, yeah, and we didn't mention that. It was Mike Glennon got the start. Uh, you noodle week. neck himself? Yes, <laughs> Mr. Giraffe. But anyway, yeah, and, and I don't know what their plan is moving forward. I don't know if Minshew is still hurt or if he's just officially benched at this point. Well, the, the the fun fact that I put down is in the seven starts for Minshew, he got sacked 22 times. 
Um, and Jake Luton in the, his, in the three games he started was sacked seven times. Like these are ridiculous amounts of, of pressure that these quarterbacks are taking. And it's hard to perform well when you have that much pressure in your face. Yeah, totally. Um, 11 of those 27 sacks came just from their tackles, which is, it's just not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. So with um, that, I have to go, uh, I have to go Vikings. Yeah, on the Vikings side, Dalvin Cook got banged up last week, but he re-entered the game, uh, so he should be back, and Thielen should be back. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking the Vikings. Next up, the Bengals, two and eight and one, take on the seven and four Dolphins. I have not heard if Tua is going to be back. It was a finger injury that he actually suffered in practice last week. Well, he flipped the player off probably, and then they smacked him, and now his (laughs) finger got boo boo. Question, who do you think the player was that he flipped off? Fitzpatrick. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, but the – so either way, I mean – It was Brian don't... Flores and he just snapped his finger. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't put up with crap like that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the Bengals JK, will be starting. none of that's confirmed. <laughs> yeah, rumor has it. Sources <laughs> say <laughs> the Bengals will be starting not Joe Burrow at quarterback, so I'm taking the Dolphins. I got Miami as well. Colts at Texans. The Colts are seven and four after that loss to Tennessee. Uh, Texans coming off the win against Detroit. Um, although, oh yeah, I, the Texans are without several receivers. As I think Randall Cobb missed the last game. Uh, they released Kenny Stills. Will Fuller just got suspended for six games for violating the performance enhancing drug protocol. So it's, it's just Brandon Cooks now. Dynasty. Oh, I know. And it was, he had such a good – I mean, they must have tested him after that, after that monster game. They thought it was game, after the game, not before. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, hold on a second. There's no way you could have done that without drugs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so – and the Texans are also without David Johnson, who's been hurt the last several weeks. I'm um, taking the Colts despite how unimpressive they have been lately. I have Indianapolis as well. Lions at Bears. This I don't think this will be a good game, but it's tough to pick. <laughs> the Lions uh, have their new interim head coach and GM. Uh, unknown if Kenny Galladay will be back or DeAndre Swift, who both missed that game uh, last week. Bears also unknown if who's going to be starting a quarterback for them. Um, I'm... You know, I don't feel good about it, but I'm actually taking the Bears to snap their five-game losing streak and actually get a win here. I'm, I don't feel confident in this, but given the track record of every time a team has fired their head coach, they've gone on to win their next game, uh, yeah. I have to go with Detroit. Love it. I, I love that reasoning. You're right that they are 2-0. and the, the Texans and who are the other team? Atlanta. Atlanta, yes. They, they both won their next game after firing their coach, so... Maybe the Lions can make it three out of four. Then, then, the, then the Jets. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say if if this holds true and the Lions win after this, like the Jets need to take this as a sign. Yes, they, <laughs> definitely. Maybe they fire him after week sixteen against Seattle. But like, come on now. No, they got to wait till week sixteen, then fire him, and then they play the Patriots in week seventeen, the one game that they actually have a chance. <laughs> there you go. All right, I like it. I dig it. Okay, the last game of the early slate: Saints at Falcons. Uh, it's oh, gonna be, you're a jerk. It's going to be Taysom Hill again. Um, unknown if Julio is going to be back for Atlanta. 
I missed you missed that you put this note in, but uh, <laughs> I'm taking the saints and they're my eliminator pick. Yeah. I have that going as well. All right. So be it. Uh, the afternoon slate on Sunday. Uh, first game up is the giants at Seahawks. Giants are four and seven. First place in the NFC East <laughs> for now. Seahawks are eight and three. Uh, Giants could be without Daniel Jones, though. How big of a downgrade it is from him to who'd you say? Colt McCoy. Yep. The way the way um, Jones has played this year, I don't know how big of a downgrade that actually is. Either way, I'm taking the Seahawks. I can't believe I'm going to say this. No, you're not picking the Giants. No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> scared me there for a second. No, I got the Seahawks. I mean, even as rough as their play has been, and as much as they've kind of been – I've been questioning them the past few weeks, um, I don't know. I can't, can't yeah, doubt Yeah, I mean, them. Russ is cooling off a little bit, and the Giants' defense is not – completely helpless but uh, yeah i mean you can't pick the giants i mean you could no you physically cannot <laughs> what are you gonna do stop me now <laughs> uh, i am taking the rams over the cardinals though Segway. all right yeah rams and cardinals i'm i agree with you i don't i no longer have any faith in this cardinals team and the rams defense um is, is getting better and better it seems aaron donald i believe is the is the nfl leader in sacks right now which is insane as for a defensive tackle and i don't trust the cardinals on either side of the ball right now you've got to figure um jalen ramsey is going to shadow deandre hopkins and you know we don't know if kyler is 100 percent with that shoulder despite the fact that he wasn't listed on the injury report going into last week didn't quite look like his usual self Yep, you are correct. Aaron Donald leads the league in sacks with 10. Um, Trey Hendrickson for New Orleans is 9.5, tied with Miles Garrett of Cleveland. And that's with missing two games, Garrett. So hopefully he comes back. And, and to make us feel better about, about it, Zadarius Smith for Green Bay is in a honorable fourth with nine. All right, all right. right Something there. good right about there with the leaders, yeah. defense. Yeah. All right, so yeah, we're both taking the Rams on the road there. Uh, Patriots at Chargers. Patriots sitting at five and six, and they're they're clawing their way back into the playoff hunt. Uh, and they're taking on the three and eight Chargers. Who, who are you taking here, Matt? I was waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go first since they're my uh, since it's my sleeper team. I'm taking the Chargers. I the Patriots are not a good football team. Cam Newton is not a good. He's not throwing the ball well. They don't have weapons. Julian Edelman's on the COVID list now. And, uh, you know, the Chargers aren't good either. But I I think I think it's safe to say that Justin Herbert's a better quarterback than Cam Newton right now. Until the Chargers can prove they can close out a game, I cannot go to their side. So I've Austin got Eckler's t- back. Keenan Allen's balling out. Yeah, he's crying because of their record. <laughs> oh, not that kind of balling out. I'm sorry. Oh, hey, good one. Wordplay. Um, yeah, I don't feel I confident about it, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, they're the safer pick. I, but I'm, you know, I'm taking a, a jump here. It's been a while, been a while since the Chargers. I would love won. to say I'm going to take a jump with my sleeper pick, but that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I am not confidently, but 
I'm taking the Chargers. Eagles at Packers. Packers. Yeah, next. How is Carson went here? No, here's a question really quick. Oh, is Carson okay. Wentz going to get benched? Jalen Hurts came in their pick uh, this, really, in this year's okay. draft. I, it's he, funny you bring this up. I saw Jalen Hurts come in, and I really thought yeah. that was that was it. Well, it was weird because he came in, he played one snap. At, he was actually at quarterback, not some weird Taysom Hill bull. He was actually lined up at quarterback. <laughs> Wentz, <laughs> Wentz was on the sideline, so it was it was just a normal play. But Hertz was a quarterback, and he completed a pass, <laughs> six-yard pass. Oh, <laughs> oh that's sorry, funny. I had, to, I had to get that in there. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? No, like he was, he was the quarterback. He was the quarterback. He was. They weren't both on the field. Wentz was on the sideline. Hertz was the quarterback. I, yeah, I know what you're saying. I really thought that that was the switch. Like they were going to yeah. commit to, and they. But then did. that was it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really think, I mean, what have the Eagles got to lose? Yeah, I mean, they're they're clearly not going anywhere this year. I mean, that defense looks okay, but they're they're not they're they're not even in a position. And what's to funny win the is the anymore. commentators were talking about how like the Eagles right now, due to Wentz's contract, are kind of stuck with him unless they can trade him. Hmm. Like the salary cap they would take a hit on in order to cut him just would not be worth that move yet um however i it almost begs to wonder though if you just give jalen um a few shots here yeah well they've been mixing him in that's that's sort of why i said that because they've been using him sort of similarly to what the taints the saints do with Taysom hill they you know they have them both on the field one of them's lined up at receiver and you know they do some 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 bullshit <laughs> but that that it doesn't work i'm like the saints yeah, I mean, yeah, the Saints does work from time to time. Uh, but yeah, I was sorry, I was just looking this up. Carson Wentz, uh, like you said, they they signed him to a, I can't count, five year extension just last just a year ago. So and he's he's making you know fifteen to twenty million dollars a year. So yeah, it would be very expensive to cut him. I don't so we'll know. See. It's it's it's, it's going to be an interesting off season. Maybe when we break down teams in the off season, that's something we're going to have to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, but anyway, Packers all the way in this game. Woo-hoo. Sunday night football. Ah, Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> Broncos at Chiefs. Chiefs are 10 and 1. We gave you an impossible game to win, but everyone's going to come back and we're going to give you an impossible game to win again. <laughs> There's for your morale boost. Yeah. Yeah. Taking the Chiefs. I feel like the Broncos have an opportunity, though, to. Uh, to make this one pretty scrappy. I mean, you were, their backs were against the wall with a game that was not fair, and I will continue to say was not fair for situations that were none, you know, I don't want to say not their fault, but, like, they had no workaround. It's not like they're just like the Jets where you know they're just – they're a crappy team. There's nothing they can do. Like, putting them against the Saints with no starting quarterback, like, come on now. You know, now that would have been interesting if they had been against, like you said, the Jets. I, I probably still would have taken them without a quarterback over the Jets. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I feel like they could be scrappy in this one, but I don't have enough confidence to pick them. Um, simply for competition reasons, I have to go with the Chiefs. And the last time I did this, the Broncos won. So, <laughs> All right, Monday, and then Monday night we are actually going to have a triple header. Oh, wait, actually, no, I think I'm wrong. I think one of these games is being played on Tuesday. I think the Cowboys and Ravens is on Tuesday. I think you're right. Yeah, just to give the Ravens um, 
Which as once much again, time. by the way, the Steelers get the short end of the stick. Right. Yeah. They're going to have a short week because of this for no fault of their own because it was their opponent. But anyway, so on Monday, the originally scheduled Monday night game was the Bills and 49ers, which which gets a lot more interesting uh, given the 49ers getting healthy and, and the way they just beat the Rams on the road. I still got to take Buffalo. Josh Allen with two turnovers against uh, the but Chargers, less at, than impressive. To last year, Josh Allen is one of the most improved quarterbacks. Well, he certainly started the season that way. Uh, Stephon Diggs has been great. I think they are missing John Brown, though, for the next couple of games. Uh, he's on IR with an injury. And the running game has not been impressive. I'm taking the 49ers. I got Buffalo. Should be a good one there. And then so I think I it's feel Washington. Like these next two are no contest. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so it's Washington football team taking on the Steelers. I think that's the other Monday night game. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh, but I wouldn't call it no contest. Uh, because I mean, Washington, Washington is played hard their hearts out against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys defense and the Pittsburgh defense are not the same defense. I don't know if you knew that. Very true. <laughs> they are in fact a completely different group of people. Um, and they have a different logo in a different stadium. Like it's really interesting. Uh, we'll have to talk about it off off. Wait, does every team have their own group of players? Oh, Mike, just <laughs> wait till we finish recording. Do I have some stories for you? Oh boy. <laughs> Um, I can't put them in the same category. I mean, the Steelers, Steelers are gonna they're gonna stop the run game. The the number one ranked defense, the number one, arguably the number one offense. You know, they're the number one team. They're undefeated for a reason. Yeah, well, I don't think they have the number one offense. They in the run game, particularly, they've struggled. Uh, that's no, I been... think they're like eleventh in the run. But yeah, you're right in terms of you know points per game and, and Roethlisberger's playing well and they've got a great group of uh, pass catching weapons with Juju, Deontay Johnson, and then the rookie Chase. Because the argument would be made that if it wasn't for Alex Smith's return, Ben Roethlisberger would probably get comeback player of the year. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, because you're right. He did miss all last season with an elbow injury, and yeah, he's been playing great especially given the fact that they don't really have a running game right now. And I think the Washington defense is good enough to keep this, this game interesting, but I agree with you. I'm taking the Steelers. And then on Tuesday night, we're going to have Cowboys at Ravens. You know, I initially said that this was a no hold contest, but you know what the way the Ravens have been playing. Yeah, not great. <laughs> I can't, I still think they're going to win, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Dallas. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens too. I assume I assume Lamar Jackson will be back. I hope uh, but, not. <laughs> but uh yeah, regardless of that, I don't I don't trust either side of this Cowboys team anymore after what they've shown on offense lately. We knew the defense wasn't great, uh, but the offense has not looked good either. And the Ravens at least have a pretty good defense, I think we can say, <laughs> and a, and a good good group of running backs. So even if they don't have Lamar Jackson, I'll I'll take the Ravens to win this one. You got it. And then, uh, given that everything is so much in flux, given that we still have a, a few another game of Week Twelve, I think we should skip the fantasy corner for now, except to say that. Looks like we're both losing this week in season long, which means that everything is going to come down to 
uh, next week's matchups, which is the final week before our playoffs start. Oh, boy. And I'm going to be playing Kevin again in a rematch. I'm going to see if we can go double or nothing on my bet that I made him earlier because I lost the first time. And uh, the bet was that I have to uh, do a lip sync video of, of Call Me Maybe. I have not oh, paid so up yet. Hope. I so hope. Wait, so what happens if you win? Well, I'm going to propose to Kevin that we go double or nothing since I haven't done it yet. So if, if I were to lose again, then he would get to pick another song and I'll have to do two lip sync videos. Um, but if I beat him this time, then, I, then I'm off the hook. So that's what I'm going to propose. We'll see if he agrees. And he's got to come on the show. Yes. Okay. There you go. Because that was the original bet was that if I beat him, he had to come on. So yeah, so it's going to come down to that. Uh, me versus Kevin. And then you're playing against my wife who is also battling for a playoff spot so it's all going to come down to this these last matchups so which is fun wouldn't happen any other way unless i was undefeated i'd actually take that over this <laughs> you know what no matter what happens this year i am happy with the way my my fantasy team has performed this year yeah you have let's see vastly improved like i learned about let's, let's say that yeah you i was yep yep i was gonna um, say you've improved your total total wins by like 600 percent or something but i don't know i don't really know if that's mathematically correct so probably just edit that out <laughs> anyway so uh yeah we'll, we'll we'll talk more about FanDuel next time and that is it that's where we take take electric fans and throw them at each other <laughs> no is that not what we do i mean we can start that i think that'd be pretty entertaining to watch um, well, I can. I'm looking right now, and um, to, I, we can cap our fan duel. Uh, I lost. You won. Okay. Uh, and that puts <laughs> us at seven and five. All right, I've got my mojo back. This is the first time I've won in like six weeks, I think. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, I'm on a tear here. Yeah. Mike, as this, always, this, this and your Alex Smith uh, comeback player of the year. This is what you can hang your hat on. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. But. As always, unfortunately, everything comes to a close. It's been a, a beefy episode. I am full, like Thanksgiving. Except for the except for the Jets suffering, that never ends. <laughs> but yes, it's been another fun one. Uh, I'm as stuffed with football analysis as I was with Turkey last Thursday. You know what? I literally just kind of made that joke. I I just improved it a little bit for you. No, you, you f*** off. <laughs> I uh, love you too, man. <laughs> <laughs> to M Nation, thank you for being here with us as always. Um, and we will see you on the flippity flop. <laughs> Ciao, everybody. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.